This is Chris Martin, and me and my buddy Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Everything, host an NBA podcast called The Mismatch. They call it The Mismatch because I'm awesome and Kevin is a gigantic nerd. No, no, that's not why at all, Chris. They call it The Mismatch because I have a brain and you're a loudmouth bozo. Good grief. (laughs) Anyway, listen to our amazing NBA podcast, The Mismatch. Or don't. We really don't care. We're probably going to win a million awards either way. <laughs> Chris, we do care. So don't say that. Please subscribe and listen to The Mismatch only on Spotify. Did you really call me a bozo? <laughs> it's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help dot com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. It is our Game 4 Reaction for the New York Rangers. Not pretty in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're here on Spotify Live. This is what we do after every game. You guys are alive and well. I'm looking forward to this. Good little coping session uh, on a night where basically everything went wrong for the New York Rangers. I mean, the Rangers, this gave me shades of Game 5 in the Carolina series. I mean, let's be honest. In this particular game, when Maroon scores the goal, basically three minutes into the first period, and then Kucherov takes advantage of the mistake, scores the goal midway through the second period to make it a 2 nothing lead. You just got the sense the New York Rangers were dead in this game. They got nothing going on offense. They did not get many power play opportunities, although Panarin scored a late goal at 3 nothing down, too little, too late. Whoop-de-freaking-do. And... Everything about Tampa was sharp. It was crisp. You saw the statistic when Kucherov and Stamkos go and score goals. The lightning record in those games is going to be very, very good. And look, I'm not the least bit surprised that the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that has won back-to-back Stanley Cups, has now shown a major, major pulse in this series by tying this series and defending their home ice. You should not be surprised by that. 
This is a championship caliber team. This is a battle-tested team. They were not phased at all when they were down two to nothing in this series. They were not phased when they were down two to nothing in game three, down 2-0. Because they have been there, because they have done that. All the experience is on the side of the lightning. Now the Rangers have been hitting the mouth a little bit. This is the first time in any of these postseason series they've gotten off to the two to nothing lead. Well, now they're back in Madison Square going on Thursday, and it's pretty simple. Defend the home ice. That is going to be my message for the New York Ranger fan, point blank. Defend the home ice. Win game five and win game seven, and then you don't have to worry about the idea of winning a game down in Tampa Bay where the Rangers have not played particularly well. I mean, the last four periods, let's call it like it is, the Rangers have played lousy hockey. They played a lousy third period. They were not good five on five. And they did nothing in this game. Concern, though, is Hedl. He looked like, and we'll get a sense for what the injury is for him. They need Hedl. He's been so good on that kid line. He's had so many big goals. Him getting knocked out and not returning to this game would scare me a little bit. That would absolutely scare me a little bit from a Ranger perspective, the idea of not having him. But everything went wrong. You got to rewrite that quickly in game five. I think game five scoring first and playing with the lead is paramount from a Rangers perspective. I really do. And the reason I look at it that way, folks, is because now all of the momentum in this series is on the side of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay shook off the cobwebs, shook off the rust. I heard our buddy Ryan Callahan talking about it on the ESPN Van Pelt show right after the game. And he's 1,000% right. They have looked like a much more dialed-in team over these last two games, especially in these last four periods. Okay, got to rise above it. You knew it wasn't going to be easy. If you're a Rancher fan, let's be honest. You had to know it wasn't going to be easy against a team like this. Well, dead even. Two apiece. Madison Square Garden on Thursday night. It's going to be rocking. The celebs will be there. It's going to be a great vibe. I can't wait to watch the game. But the Rangers need to respond. As far as the baseball goes, before we start ripping some calls, number one, the Yankees continue to cruise. and. We'll see if this ends up being the case over the next couple of days. The Yankees just own the Minnesota Twins. Even on a night where things were not going well from a Yankee perspective. Jamison Tyon, not particularly on his game. Yankee defense, really, for the first time all year, was dreadful. Whether it was Rizzo, whether it was Donaldson, whether it was Lipke, IKF. It felt like the Yankees were kicking a baseball all over the place all game. But it didn't matter because the Yankees just have too many different ways to beat you right about now. Judge. Pay him whatever the hell he wants. Another home run. Stanton hits a moonshot that didn't land. And Rizzo's having an off night. Man, they're in the field. I think he was 0 for 4 coming into play with a couple of runners on base. But this is what I mean about Anthony Rizzo. I still expect him in those big situations to come through. And sure enough, what does he do? Hits a ball to the moon, blowing the game completely out of reach. I think the Yankees will end up having a big series here against the Minnesota Twins. Because guess what? That's what history tells us. The Yankees always seem to have big series against the Minnesota Twins. A little weird seeing Gary Sanchez and Gio Rochelle wearing those Minnesota Twins uniforms. But when you consider the way the Yankee pitching has performed, who in their right mind is a Yankee fan? 
could honestly sit there and tell you, hey, guess what? I really miss Gary Sanchez right about now. Like, uh, uh, what Yankee fan on planet Earth is making that point? The answer is nobody. Outside of maybe my mom, Kim Jostremski, nobody else is screaming for the idea of Gary Sanchez coming back with this team. Trevino's played too well. The pitching staff has been handled way too well. You don't have to deal with the drama and the nonsense behind the plate. Look, that's addition by subtraction from a Yankee standpoint. Now, the Mets are getting no hit in the sixth inning. That's not the story in this game. They may end up losing this game. They may come back. Who the hell knows? Here's what I'm concerned about. Marte and Alonzo leaving this game with injuries. Marte, quad, waiting on test results. Alonzo, wrist injury. Good news, the x-ray is negative, but going in for more tests. If there's one guy the Mets cannot lose in that everyday lineup, it's Pete. Because of what he provides with pop and stability and right-handed power, like the Met lineup, you take Alonzo out of it for a month, for two months, for three months, like it's going to look drastically, drastically, drastically different. And they've done a great job all year of overcoming injuries. Scherzer, DeGrom, I can give you some more. But Alonzo, if there's one everyday player, they cannot lose. Pete Alonzo is that guy. So say prayer if you're a Met fan. Uh, 4 nothing down in the seventh inning as we are watching this game. Spotify Live, Rangers now, even with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Your reaction right out of the gate. Let's let it off. Our buddy David is going to get us going. David, a good evening, good sir. How we doing, pal? JJ, how's it going? How you doing? David, I'm doing fine, man. Good to have you aboard. Rough night for the blue shirts, rough night indeed. But what's going on? Listen, you knew the Rangers were going to have one of these games. That's why that 3-2 that loss was such a killer because we needed to go up 3 nothing. This team, you can't let them back in the series. I'm very, very nervous now as a Ranger fan, if you want me to be honest with you, because the Lightning just, they turned it on now, and you saw Veselovsky tonight. And uh, and if the Rangers don't have a power play going, I mean, forget it. This, this team can't score. They're pretty- well, that has been an issue. It's a good point, David. They've been money on the power play. They have been brutal, especially in the last four periods when it comes to five-on-five hockey. Tampa Bay has outplayed them when it comes to five-on-five hockey. You cannot assume that your opponent is going to go and put you in the penalty box or is going to put themselves in a the penalty box time and time again. That is something the Rangers got to figure out. And I see our guy Greg is on this. Panarin, I know he scored a goal in this game. What they do, it's down 3 nothing. He's got to give you more if the Rangers are going to win this series. Let me just pivot to the Yankees for a minute. Look who is back. DJ freaking LeMayo. Look at this guy on base five times tonight. And Joey Gallo, let him keep it up. Hey, give him credit, David. Listen, I roast the guy every other day, and I don't want him anywhere near the Yankees. But I got to be fair. That's a good point. Gallo has two hits tonight. He has the opposite field base hit, which was, to his credit, a really good piece of hitting. So I'm going to roast the guy every single day. I do have to be fair, and I'm glad that you brought that up. Got to give Gallo for the two two hits. Good job. We'll take it. Uh, and LeMayu, I never worry about LeMayu. You know, the fact that LeMayu's batting average went down over the last couple of weeks didn't concern me because the at-bat quality was good. He's hitting the ball hard. He's had a ton of big hits for the Yankees. And now he has one of those days where he's basically on base every single time. That's what I've liked so much from a Yankee perspective. So many different guys stepping up depending on the night. And you know what that means? That's the sign of a winning baseball team, folks. Every which way. That's Eric who joins us next. Eric, what's going on, buddy? JJ, tough uh, couple days in Tampa. I know we were pretty uh, excited after game two going down there, I think. Uh, the the momentum definitely swung uh, before tonight. It was it was in game three when we're up two one, starting the third period, and Truba takes 
a terrible hooking penalty behind the net. They tie it up. And then we're, uh, that that four-minute minor that we had where Trooper takes another penalty, they just kind of snatched the momentum from there, took it into this game tonight. And you're absolutely right. When they get that early goal uh, and they're just they're just – in our offensive zone for the, what felt like the first entire period, it was just like, all right, like they're just, they're going to take, they're going to take this game. And, you know, to their credit, they did. That's why they're back to back champions. But, you know, thank God we have home ice and, and hopefully we can just kind of regroup a little bit going into uh, game five, because this is going to be an absolute pressure hooker. Uh, the Rangers absolutely uh, had, had a great chance to kind of take, take the series by the reins, go 3-0, and you know, to Tampa's credit, they just kind of came back. Well, they showed you championship medal. That's what it boils down to, Eric. They have a lot of championship medal on that team. They have a lot of guys who have been there and have done that. And Vasilevsky, who did not play well in the first two games at Madison Square Garden, let's be honest, he's played a heck of a lot better in the two games down in Tampa. I uh, mean, in game three, I thought he was electric. And you think about game four, there were no chances. Eric, what chances did the Rangers have that were legitimate on Vasilevsky? They were hard to find. It, when you look at the shot total, it was pretty much even, but they were basically just kind of no-go opportunities where we're firing on net and there's nothing really there. Tampa had just this onslaught of shots on net. They're cycling pucks. They get the penalties breaking their way. And this was just kind of the, the momentum kind of all going in, in Tampa's favor. They took, they took advantage of it early. And I know Messier at the beginning of the series pointed something out that I think is very interesting. And it's that Kucherov and Stamkos do this thing where they try to sneak behind our, our forwards when they're in, when they're in uh, their own offensive zone uh, in the event that they kind of steal the puck. And you look at the Kucherov kind of having that breakaway goal tonight. Stamkos had that earlier in the series. They just do a lot of these really sneaky little things with these super talented players and that kind of swung uh, in their in their favor tonight. Uh, but aside from that, love what I'm seeing from the Yankees tonight. Uh, Judge is on an absolute tear. I mean, every night you expect him to hit a home run. Let's be honest. Every single night now with Aaron Judge, Eric, you expect him to do something special. And look, this was not a great game for the Yankees tonight. Jamison Tyon did not pitch his best. The Yankee defense was not at its best. But one thing is for certain. Death, taxes, and a Yankees beating the living Daylights out of the Minnesota Twins. Doesn't matter who's on the team. It doesn't matter who's on the mound. It doesn't matter who is managing. The Yankees have owned the Minnesota Twins. If you look at the record from like 2000 on, it is outrageous. And remember, the Yankees in 03, in 04, in 2009, in 2010, in 2017, in 2019. Playoff victories over the Minnesota Twins. So I can tell you this right now. Sign me up right now. Point blank. Yankees, Twins in the playoffs, done. And if it means the Twins finally get over the hump and beat the Yankees, so be it. So be it. Because that's a team that never beats the Yankees. Ever. Let's head to Mike. He's up next. Mikey Boy, what's happening, brother? What's going on, JJ? How you doing, my man? Mike, all is well. What's up, dude? Ah, well, could feel better watching the Met game right now after that brutal Ranger loss. Um, Mr. Eddie Cycles Escobar just got a double. You know, Escobar has become my favorite Met. And I'm going to tell you why, Mike. Not only because he's a good dude and he's very likable. Um, My old producer is at this game tonight. And he sent me a graphic from the Petco Park scoreboard that Eduardo Escobar is deathly afraid of cats. 
Uh, Eduardo Escobar and I might have something in common. Let's put it that way. We are not cat people. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I got two cats of my own. I so. I'm- hey, listen, to each his own, you love, God bless. I'm not a cat dude. So, you know, I still love you, but me and the cats do not mesh. Let's put it that way. So, um, first off, I'm relieved Pete's okay. I wanted to get that Mets point out. Oh, for sure. I mean, that looks scary. Let's be honest, dude. That's coming right in on his hands. He leaves the game. It's a wrist injury. And, Mike, if I told you right now there's one guy they cannot lose in their starting lineup, that is a dude they cannot lose in their starting lineup. Oh, absolutely not. He's, I mean, you're hearing on the broadcast that, I mean, you know, give it a grain of salt. It's still only June, but the way this season's been going for Alonzo, it's it's almost MVP-like, you know? He's been carrying that team at times, and... I mean, he's been phenomenal this year, but enough baseball talk. I need to get into the Rangers because, you know, that's that's what we're all here for. Let's be realistic. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I expected this, honestly. You know, this team in Tampa, they've done this so many times. And I expected them to come back and make a push. I feel like, especially in the first period tonight, it felt like the Rangers were almost like in awe. They were kind of just watching. And Chris Kreider said after game three where he was caught watching them just pass the puck. And it's like, listen, you can respect your opponent as much as you want, especially with Stamkos and Kucherov, how they move the puck and everything. But you got to play the damn game. You got to show up. And But this goes back to the last two series where it was like this, where game four in Pittsburgh, same concept. Game five in Carolina. Same concept. It, and then the Rangers snapped out of it, went back home, and they won. So I'm not – I Rangers Twitter, forget it. I, I don't even know what to say. Well, you have to expect that to be the case, Mike. Look, fans are always going to feel doom and gloom. That's just the way it goes. That's just the nature of the beast. If you're looking for a positive attribute, and I think you hit on it subliminally, it's the idea that this team, down 3-1, counted out against Pittsburgh, Came back in one. Down 3-2. How are they going to solve the riddle of Carolina? How are they going to win in Carolina? They won convincingly in game seven. So I've learned by watching this Ranger team in the postseason not to doubt them. But I will say this. The team they are playing in this series is different from what they saw in Carolina, from what they saw even in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was not at full strength. That was not the full complement of Pittsburgh Penguins. Crosby was beat up. Goaltender situation, on and on we go. Carolina didn't have the firepower. This team has the pedigree, the goaltender, and the firepower. You need to make that team mindful of the fact that Madison Square Garden is a bugaboo for them. And that means right out of the gate in the first period. Such an important first period on Thursday night. I can't stress that enough. Let's head to uh, Billy, Billy J, who's up next. What's up, Billy J? How we doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm hanging in there, bro. What's happening? Dude? Listen, man, I agree with everything everyone's saying, um, or rather disagree with the Twitter, but I agree with everyone uh, on the live stream here. This is far from doom and gloom. Aside from the score and maybe the first 10 minutes of the game, I think we played better today than we did um, two days ago. Um, we created some chances, uh, although they weren't super quality. We had Lindgren at the doorstep, the deflection. 
Vassy makes a big save on Truba there. I think, uh, to use a term you use a lot, uh, we got, I'd sign up for two, too, coming back home to the Garden. They haven't beat us there, so, I mean, and they're going to have to win the series. We've been knocked down a ton, a ton. We lay one of these eggs every single series, and listen, me and the boys are going to be at Pineapple Express, getting loaded, watching a Game 5 victory. Well, you'll be rocking. You'll be rolling, Billy. Enjoy it. Well, it's about the Rangers getting off to a fast start, though, my dude. Now, I'll beg to differ. I thought they looked better in Game 3 than they did in Game 4 because at least they were able to capitalize on a couple of power play chances. This game, they just looked flat. They looked flat from the get-go. They looked absolutely flat from the get-go. They generated absolutely no scoring chances till the final three minutes of the game. Just a dud of a game. They have had duds. We've seen it. The Pittsburgh game four. The Carolina game five. Well, this is your dud for the series. They can't be another one. They can't be. Because otherwise, you're not going and getting to the uh, to the cup final against Colorado. That just won't be the case. This team's too good. So this got to be the worst performance we see out of this team for the remainder of the series. Let's head to James, who's up next. James, take it away. What's up, JJ? How you doing, James, buddy? I got you, babe. How we doing, kid? What's going on, dude? Anybody, anybody else wondering why uh, Braun is on the ice as our third-pair defenseman with th- two minutes into the game? He was undressed on that first goal. Undressed. That's a good question. I'm not – James, let me put it this way, dude. I am not going to pretend that I can tell you the ins and outs of the lines better than Gerard Gallant. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm, for me to come on and make that sort of, like, statement with gravitas and with conviction, I'm not going to do it because I would assume that he knows his team and has a better feel for his team. But you did see, James, some issues with injuries, losing Heedle, the lack of chances, the way at times defensemen were out of position. I mean, that Kucherov goal, Kucherov just snuck right by him, for goodness sakes. That can't happen during the playoff game. It can't. It's unbelievable. No, and I totally disagree with that other guy who said that they look better tonight than they did in game three. Yeah, I think that's nonsense, James. I, I don't know how you can make that case. Because game, listen, game three, okay. You want to tell me the Rangers had a dud of a third period? Fine, I'll roll with that. But they still won money on the power play. They still generated a two to nothing lead. They just struggled five on five. Drew penalties. They did. They drew a penalty towards the end of the game today, you know? And, and again, I know we, this is getting to the X's and O's, but. Ryan Reeves on the fourth line just brings absolutely nothing to the table. He's a plug. He generates no offense. They don't cycle the puck to tire out the defense so we can get a change, get some fresh guys on the ice, and maybe get a scoring chance. So I look to Gerard Gallant now to now he needs to make adjustments. Well, here's what I'm curious about, James. Here's what I'm curious about. If Heedle can't give it a go in game five, what do they do with that kid line? No, well, that's that you just. I was just about to say it's unfortunately, and I was telling the buddy of this today. Everything for the Rangers went right during the season. They were healthy all year. Kreider puts in fifty-two. Eagle has one of the greatest goalie seasons of all time. Panarin and Mika have career years points-wise, and now it seems like it's catching up to them. What do they do if he can't play? With I think you have to break him up. I think you need some more firepower on that first line right wing. I think you got to move. Maybe move Laugh up there. He had success there earlier in the year, but I think you're going to have to break that lineup, and it's going to look like the mid-February Rangers, honestly, if if Strom and Heal are both out. Those would be two enormous losses. Outstanding, outstanding call from James, who knows his New York Rangers inside and out. Very good Ranger fan, you can tell. He's a very good Ranger fan. That's a problem for the Rangers if Filipino can't play because he's been in the middle of everything for this team in the playoffs. If he's out, what do you do? 
how do you draw it up differently if you draw a Gallant? I'm not going to offer suggestions. He knows his person a lot better than I do. Like I said, uh, for me to for me to come on and start detailing the ins and outs of wines and how they should look from the New York Rangers would be asinine because uh, I'm not qualified to do so. I own it. I acknowledge that. But that's a big, big problem. Big, big problem. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, the Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The great Dougie in Long Island joins us. Dougie, you dodged a bullet there with Alonzo, it looks like. What's up, pal? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. was very nervous with this, but, you know, it's three hit three guys as the first hit is. I mean, enough's enough with the Mets. I mean, we're getting hit all year. Well, I mean, Doug, you get hit every night. I mean, you get hit every night. You name it a team, the Mets are getting hit. I mean, it's getting a little out of control, but, you know, it is what it is. But with, with the Rangers, um, the first goal is not on Braun. The first goal, if you watch the replay, Bogosian's coming down the side. Schneider's got to play the body. You got Goudreau getting hit in the ankle, limping off the ice. You got everybody. You got Lindgren putting his face in front of pucks. Schneider's got to play the body on Bogosian. You cannot let him walk in. You don't play the puck and let him sideswipe you. That's that's disgusting. I have a huge concern with this series right now. I thought Cooper was going to come out earlier in this series, especially after game one. And if you notice what he's doing right now, they turn to how they shut us out in game seven of 2015. They take the middle of the zone away, make us do everything from the outside. We can't do nothing. And one of the best chances they had until they scored at the end of the game, a guy on Tampa shot on his own goalie. That was one of our best shots we had. I'm concerned right now how Gallant's going to adjust. Because if Tampa plays this way, it's, it's a tremendous advantage to them. I would agree with that. And that is a very, very good point. You talk about Tampa and the way they generated traffic in front of Igor Shesterkin. You didn't see that traffic, Dougie, in front of the net here in game four against Vasilevsky. I mean, Vasilevsky basically felt like he was basically eating, uh, eating a banana and eating ice cream with the lack of chances that were coming his way. And I do think that adjustment made a difference for Cooper, there's no doubt. 
And let's be fair, the star players finally showed up for the Lightning in a big way, whether it's Stamkos, whether it's Kucherov, uh, whether it's Palat. These are guys who have played in so many big games. You had to figure, Doug, this team was not going to go quietly. I don't know if you felt this way, but like even up to the nothing, I said, we're going to hear from the Lightning in this series. They're too good. Yeah, that, that's why you had to put game three away. Because to me, listen, uh, I'm not one of these guys who's going to say, hey, there's moral victories. You know, we got the future. They needed to win game three because to, my, my goal is to win the cup. Going six, seven games, and you just saw it. They might have lost Seattle. They lost Strom. You, you, you're going to have a hard time. I mean, listen, my goal is the cup. This team needed to be healthy, get a little rest. You can't keep going seven games to have any chance. Colorado is one of the best teams I've seen in the last few years. They're, they are unbelievable and relentless. And I think the NHL game has changed where the defensemen, and you're noticing how with the Rangers, I mean, Fox was playing great up until this last couple of periods. You had Keandre Miller. And I think the NHL game's changing where the, the, the defensemen getting involved in offense is a must. And we've had a great playoff from our uh, defensemen with goal scored, and Colorado's got more than us. So, I mean, obviously we have to worry about this series, but not putting that game three away is going to be one that we might, you know, we might have to sit with this for a long time. And that's going to burn me up because it was two nothing and it was gone in a second with that Truba penalty. Dougie, it was. That changed the entire feel of the game. It might have changed the entire feel of the series. Outstanding call. Outstanding call as always. We'll see. Colorado's really good. I mean, watching them in the Edmonton series, they fly. They absolutely fly. They score goals like crazy. And they're going to be well-rusted going into the cup final. Could be rusty, but they're going to be very well-rested. If you're a Ranger fan, you got to worry about what's going on in this series, first and foremost. Before you start thinking about Colorado, you're 2-2 with Tampa. you got to win this series. Let's head to the great Charlie and Elmhurst who joins us next. Charlie, what's up, buddy? Hey, JJ. So I was I had two TVs on. Well, with the TV on the Yanks and the- proud of you. Two TV setup, a must for a night like tonight. Even got the third screen going once the Mets started. To be honest with you, it's a must. A must. Check there. One TV and two iPads. With that a boy. Hey, whatever works, bro. The screens in this day and age, Charlie. It doesn't even have to be about TVs, because dude. Aside from my one main cable box, which is a must for me, and I've gotten to a lot of fights with my fiance about this. She's like, oh, we got to cut the cord. You got to get rid of these dopey cable boxes. I go, no, okay, we got to have at least one because I can't be behind on everything. So I had the Rangers in real time, but I was streaming the Yankee game on the S app. Then I had the SNY app going. That's a, Charlie, that's the world we live in these days, bro. Nobody's got 10 cable boxes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. So, on the so on the iPad, I was watching the Rangers because uh, my, I'm waiting for my glasses to picked up tomorrow, so I had to like watch closely. And the uh, Tampa defense, they made it like how do, I don't know how do you say this, but like I know the like middle to the second period, the Rangers are more shots on goal, but like they seem like. No, they weren't good shots though, Charlie. That's the problem. So like that, that's where the number can be misleading. Because you did not feel like the Rangers were getting legitimate scoring opportunities in this game. They were not. And they're not. And, and they may, like, goaltending is not a problem. I, like, it's not a, I mean, it's, it's a very, very, like, a, you know, nervous time. And nervous time. And yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay is, we hear from Tampa Bay. So, I mean, that's what they got. You will have a very tense Madison Square Garden on Thursday night. Um, I would not like the Rangers' chances of winning this series if they lose game five. But I think that's obvious. That kind of goes without saying. 
uh, on the, so on, on to the Yankees. Now I listened to the Anthony science and by the way, shout out to him. I, I, I didn't, I, so I was like, I was like, I just caught me off guard when he mentioned my, uh, mentioned me on voicemail. So I dig out some stats with the, over the week, over after that voicemail message and check some stats on the Yanks. Now today, like, like find a way to not a way to win sloppy game, but find a way to win on the twins and everything. But I think some, they got some stats. So uh, the Yankees so far is 232 at runners in scoring position. That's almost like, I don't know, 23rd or fourth in the big leagues. And the MLB league average is actually 251 at runners in scoring position. That's league average for the team. And if you took out Gal and Hicks, uh, the Yankees are hitting 251 runners in scoring position. So they're average. So like, I, I, it doesn't matter. I don't gallop a couple of hits today. With, I mean, one with scoring position, Hicks. Hicks, you better do something with runners in scoring position. Otherwise, I'm not going to blush. And Gallo, this week, I think he's going to, you know, like, you know, tease you with it. Well, and that's my biggest fear, Charlie. And, and listen, I'm never going to apologize when the Yankees are winning games. Don't get me wrong. My fear, though, is that Gallo and Hicks do just enough for Brian Cashman to say we're good with where we're at in the outfield. And I think if he handles it that way, he's making a big mistake because you have to answer the question honestly. Is Joey Gallo or Aaron Hicks, and both of them especially, are they guys that you want in a big-time postseason spot in a big-time postseason at bat? The answer to that question, as far as I'm concerned, is no. Oh, no way. And especially for Gallo, the end is coming for him because I think this week he's going to, like, you know, maybe... I mean, like, let's say ran into one, like, but next week, starting again, next week, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Tampa Bay again, then Houston, I think he's going down, bro. Well, and what I would love to see, Charlie, a team like the San Diego Padres that maybe need a bat, and, you know, Joel Sherman mentioned this to me, the idea that A.J. Preller always has had an affinity for Joey Gallo. Maybe they can be a partnership. That would be A-OK in my book. Please, I don't want to see Joey Gallo get in Yankee October at bats. I give him credit for tonight. He had a good game tonight. I have to be fair. I have to own it. But does that change my overall perception of what I think he is as a player? Hell no. Hell no. Justin, up next, he joins us. What's up, Justin? How's it going? Justin, how we doing, buddy? Good, good. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think everybody's points so far are pretty good. But, you know, I think the frustrating part for me is just the lack of a, you know, consistent 60-minute effort over the course of, you know, string together a couple of games, right? You know, games one and two, they look great. Game three, obviously, they come out to that that strong start in the first period with a couple power play goals. But then from there on out, it's kind of just been all Tampa Bay. And I think what is concerning for me is they haven't scored an even strength goal in six periods. You know, they're 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 relying too much on their power play to carry them through the series. And you're going to have to be able to score five on five at some point in time over the next, you know, two or three games if they want to win this series and, and a guy like Artemi Panarin, who, you know, if the Rangers are going to win this series, they need more for him five on five, same thing with Chris Kreider. Um, so those are my immediate two thoughts as far as, you know, what, what we've seen so far and moving forward. I would agree with that, Justin. I think, look, five on five hockey has not been the Rangers strength the last couple of games. And you, you can't rely on getting multiple power play opportunities and you can't rely on the fact that that's just going to carry the victories. doesn't work that way. Does not work that way. So the Rangers got to be better on the five on five. We know the power play is lethal. Five on five last two games, not good enough. Let's head to Floral Park. Justin joins us. Hello, Justin. 
JJ, what's going on, brother? Justin, good evening, my friend. And I know you're probably down in the dumps about your Rangers, so I'm going to put you in a good mood, my man. Forty. Here's what I'm going to say. 40 and 15. How does that sound? Beautiful, man. 40 and 15. Still with my uh, Gallo and Hicks still on this team. So. And, and, and it, it makes it that much more remarkable when you think about it, to be honest with you. Thank God for that. But, JJ, this was just like game five against Carolina. This team is just like night and day at home and on the road. So I'm just hoping the trend continues. Well, and Justin, that, the good news for them is if you win game five, you're guaranteed another game in that building. And you're guaranteed another home game where the only game they've lost in the postseason is triple overtime game. That's it. Um, but, yeah, just like the previous call said, uh, they are just not generating. There's no four check, five on five, man. And I thought this would be a serious Panera would open it up more. And it just has not happened for him yet. And I get it. No Strom tonight is key. Hopefully he comes back. Uh, I'm telling you, they're getting nothing out of this fourth line. I mean, they tell me Sammy Belay is ready to go. I would give that guy a crack. I love Reeves, but honestly, what is he doing? He's not really bringing anything to the table. He's not fighting anybody. Maroon scores a goal tonight. Didn't really have an impact on him. I would, you know, change it up a little bit. Get some guys in there that can put the puck in the net. And, uh, you know, Sammy Belay's won a cup with St. Louis. I would take my chances there, man. Well, Justin, they might be in a spot, dude, where they have to change some things up because of what went on with Filipino tonight. They may have to. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, you lose. And breaking up that kid line is going to pain you because it's been so good throughout this postseason. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, again, even Vasilevsky didn't really see that much tonight, man. No, he was really good. You know what I noticed, Justin? He was really, really good in game three. Tonight, he didn't get tested much. I mean, he was basically sitting there relaxing, for goodness sakes. Yeah, and that's the thing that's going to – I hope it doesn't kill them because game three, they had them on the throat up 2 nothing, and they just, you know, stayed on the heels a little bit, man. So I'm hoping come back to the garden, get a better uh, start, and we uh, take care of business at home because we've been – like you said, besides game one, triple overtime, we've been pretty lights out at home. They have – they're going to have to defend home eyes, Justin, if they want to win this series. Good call, buddy. Um, Look, game five is a must for the Rangers. I know they won game six in Pittsburgh down three to two. That's fair. They won a game seven in Carolina. That's also fair. I think they go three, two down to Tampa. They're not coming back. That's just my gut feel right here, right now. As we're getting ready for game five, that's my gut feel. That's subject to change. You know, around Saturday night, Rangers down three to two. I'm a couple of pops deep and everybody and their mothers on the lightning. I might think otherwise. It's amazing the betting lines in these series. When the Rangers are playing Tampa at home, they like even money. Maybe Tampa minus 115, 130. Close. In Tampa, I mean, you got to pay if you want to take the lightning. You're paying 170, 180, for goodness sakes. It's crazy to think about. Scotty joins us. Scotty, you're up next. What's up, dude? Hey, JJ. It's another rough loss for the Rangers. I mean, but look, we... Everyone knew. I mean, everyone and their mother knew that. I mean, look, Tampa Bay wasn't going to, like, just lay down and die. I mean, this team is too good. I mean, I think this is going to go to six, seven games. I think the Rangers, honestly, are going to win in Matthew Garden. They've been money all year, all playoffs, except for that first game against the Penguins. Uh, and, look, and the Yankees, look, they're just steamrolling teams. I know they're not playing world beaters. Oh, don't apologize, Scotty. I don't want to hear that when you're 40 and 15, dude. 40 and 15 with a run differential of plus 108. I don't want to hear about competition, dude. 40 and 15 is 40 and 15. You no, know, my thing now, too, is do I shave off my corn stash? Because clearly that's doing nothing for the Rangers. Well, I, I, I think you I, I think you either sleep on it 
Make a move before game five. But if they ever lose game five, then it's got to go. Then it's got to go. Like, there's there's no being around the bush then. Then it's got to go. Yeah, you know, my Harry Reams, John Holmes mustache. My uh, And last week, cause they, they won last week against the Hurricanes. I had the mustache. They, they won that series. But I, I'm going to sleep on that. But, yeah, look, I think, too, I, mean, I agree with all the other calls, kind of like Sal's going to say. I mean, Reeves has done Ugats. I mean, this guy is just, I mean, he's just there to be there at this point. I think they got to end up all these injuries, too. I mean, they got to start. I think I hate to break up the kid line because the kid line's been great. Also, Panarin, he's got to score. He's got to do something, man. He's- yeah, I noticed nobody all excited about Panarin, by the way, scoring the uh, the meaningless goal at 3 nothing down. Like, whoop do freaking do? What good does that do you? I mean, hopefully, though, Scotty, it's something that gets the Temi Panarin going for the remainder of this series. Yeah, he has just done nothing. I'm- well, he had the game winner against Pittsburgh in Game 7. He had a pretty quiet series against Carolina and has done very little in this series. Very little. Sure, at least he's starting to step, but he's been stepping up. I mean, Panarin got to stop playing good too. I mean, they're going to win the series. This is the two-time defending champs. I mean, you got to, this is going to be all you got to win this series. Then Colorado, they just destroyed the Oilers. I mean, I know the Oilers don't have a great goalie and all that, but I mean, Colorado looks like road beaters. I mean, I think Colorado might win the whole thing. Well, listen, Vegas agrees with you, Scotty. If you look at the betting line for the Stanley Cup, it was Colorado and Florida as the two favorites going in. Colorado has remained a favorite throughout this entire postseason. And listen, with the Rangers and the Lightning now even at two apiece, the betting line is probably going to be Carolina minus 250, and then you're going to get plus money on either one of these teams because it's a risk at this point getting in on either one of these teams. Interesting. Tomorrow night, the Celtic Warrior Game 3 NBA Finals, even money for the series price. Even money. You guys know I'm on the Celtics every which way, and I will be playing the Celtics in game three. I'll be laying the three and a half. Last but not least, this has been a ton of fun. The great Jeff Money in Queens. What's up, pal? What's up? Oh, good. We'll start, we'll start with the NBA since you brought it up. Um, you know I'm definitely on with the Celtics, you know, based on not even based on game two because, you know, they're, they're going home now. Minus the three and a half. We got to take them. Oh, you have to, Jeff Money. And look, it seems like in every one of these games, Public money is coming in on the Warriors. I mean, I'm seeing 52% of the tickets and 70% of the money in on Golden State getting the three and a half points. I'll lay it with Boston. I think their defense will be terrific. I think they will shut down the other guys not named Steph Curry. And so far, their defense on Clay Thompson has been phenomenal in this series. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you knew everyone's going to start riding with the Warriors, especially after game two. But that doesn't affect us at all. We're definitely going to take the uh, Celtics and on home court on that. And as far as in the uh, Rangers, I'm probably going to roll with the Rangers. I think they were plus. Well, I'm looking at the opening line right now. I am seeing Tampa Bay is a favorite. No surprise there. Tampa Bay at minus 130. Right. Plus one. I thought I'd throw plus 105 on the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, I think you might be able to get plus money on the Rangers, though, Jeff Money, if you wait long enough. I think I think you might get a plus money number on the Rangers. And I would bet, I would bet the public's coming in on Tampa. Public has come in on Tampa in every single one of these games. Well, especially after the after tonight's game, you're definitely gonna probably they're probably gonna be So Jeff Money, I'm looking right now. Rangers plus one oh five over at Fandle. Right, that's right. I checked it on. Plus one oh five. And you gotta take them. Home ice, they've they've been playing terrific. You got you to gotta run with that no matter any situation. With it. This is a do or die game for them. 
Jeff Money, they have been a tremendous home ice team. They've lost one game on home ice all year. You just have to hope that there's no carryover effect from what you saw in game four. If that's the case, the Rangers are in big trouble here, dude. Well, that's trouble. what I mean. You got to take them at least in game five, you know? You gotta- well, if they're going to win this series, you nailed it, Jeff Money. Good call as always, pal. They need to win game five. I don't see the Rangers winning another elimination game on the road in this particular series. I don't. I could be wrong about that, but I don't see it. There's a lot at stake over the next couple of days. Tomorrow, we are off. Thursday, we will have a live show. So here's what our schedule is going to be over the next couple of days. Live after game five. And we'll probably do the same sort of deal. We're going to figure out I have TV going on, so it's possible I do a TV hit. And then after TV at around 11.15 or so, we'll rock and roll and do what we do here on Spotify Live. Saturday, we're going to do a live. But Sunday, we are going to have a podcast. Because we'll either be getting ready for game seven or we'll be talking about this series coming to an end one way or another. So, long story short, it's going to be a busy couple of days for the New York, New York crew. We have on the Ringer Gambling feed all my thoughts on the NBA Finals. I'm on the Boston Celtics, our SGP. You want to check that out, Raheem Palmer and Joe House. Ton of fun as always. The result not what you're looking for from a Rangers perspective. Say a prayer for Pete Alonso and about the 40 and 15 New York Yankees. Yeah, that just sounds good. That sounds really, really good. Gork by Stefan. We are out. This will be up as a podcast. Enjoy it. Follow us. Spotify, Apple. Make sure you're on that stuff. JJ out. Be good, everybody.